Good morning, good morning, good morning, Cable Smith. Welcome everybody into episode 568 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here. It is great to be back on track. I do apologize due to Snowmageddon. Uh, there hasn't been a new show the past couple weeks. It's the first time ever we've gone two weeks without a new show. And uh, and I had everything recorded, ready to go, but Snowmageddon hit and we didn't have any power. Literally Monday through Wednesday when I was set to uh, to produce those shows, those episodes. And then I, I left for Africa on Thursday. Uh, so, apologize, but I've got a great show lined up for you today. Brand new stuff, and I'll tell you all about it here momentarily. And and by the way, there will be a, an Africa recap episode coming at you here in the very near future. But today, cool stuff from the uh, ammunition and firearm side of things. couple great guests lined up for us. And I'll tell you all about that. But first, you know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old Stanley Thermos. Maybe you spiked it with uh, Granddaddy's cough syrup. I know I did that this year a couple times because there weren't any damn ducks to shoot anyway. All we did was go out and watch the the sun come up. And albeit, it's hard to beat a beautiful sunrise. Uh, But uh, a little... Uh, bourbon sure helps <laughs> if all you're going to do is go out and freeze your tail off, right? Warms your insides up. Uh, so here's what we're going to do today. We've got Justin Nazaroff of Phoenix Ammunition set to join us. Uh, he recently put a disclaimer out on his website that said, uh, did you vote for Joe Biden? And if you check yes, he isn't selling ammo to you. Is that right? Wrong? Um, We'll let you decide, but we'll hear his side of the story coming up here in just a second. Uh, then we'll spend some time with Ryan Muckenhern of Vortex Optics, and we'll discuss building a budget rifle. What do you give up, or do you give up anything uh, when going for a, a budget-friendly, modern, bolt-action rifle, hunting rifle? These things have come a long way since the time of uh, our our grandfathers, that's for sure. And Ryan will break down some of the more common uh, components, like literally what these things are made out of, why they're affordable, and how effective they actually can be. So some interesting stuff there, things that I didn't really know about when it comes to modern uh, rifle manufacturing procedures. So that's what's on the docket for today. Uh, Going to be a good one. Guarantee you that. Let's uh, let's knock out a quick giveaway here with turkey season on the horizon approaching rapidly. Uh, I've got a HS Strut Light Jake and Feeding Hen decoy. Retails for uh, 70, uh, 70 bucks uh, from our friends over at uh, GSM Outdoors. And how about just email the word gobbler? To Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. We'll get you entered into the uh, the turkey decoy giveaway this week from GSM Outdoors. Coming up next, we sit down with Justin Nazaroff of Phoenix Ammunition right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Wondering what kind of crop it yield. If it don't rain this 
Hey guys, Cable here for Quiet Cat, the leader in e-bikes made specifically for overlanding, hunting, fishing, and remote access to the great outdoors. Quiet Cat provides outdoor enthusiasts a means of portable, low-impact transportation while providing you with the most reliable product on the market. I own a Quiet Cat, and it has surpassed all my expectations. It's an amazing machine that stealthily gets me wherever the hunting or fishing adventure takes me. Based out of Eagle, Colorado, Quiet Cat is able to put all of their products to the test, making sure your e-bike is built to last. Visit QuietCat.com or call 970-328-2399 for more info. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. JB and the Moonshine Band, that one was taped uh, right here in the Lone Star Outdoor Show Studio. Shotgun, a rifle, and a 45. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back. Thanks to our title sponsor, SCI. Uh, thanks to Mossberg Firearms as well. And thanks to you for being here today as we've got an interesting conversation to get into with Justin Nazaroff of Phoenix Ammunition. We'll do that momentarily, but first, this segment brought to you by Vortex Optics and the Diamondback HD Spotting Scope Series. I uh, actually took this thing to Africa last week, and you wouldn't think that Africa would be synonymous with hours and hours behind the glass, but when you're hunting fallow deer in the mountains, well, uh, this thing came in handy, and it's at a price point that most folks can afford. I think you can pick one up for under $600. Actually, I know you can. You can find the entire uh, Spotting Scope series, the Diamondback series, right there at VortexOptics.com. And with that being said, uh, let's bring on our first guest today, joining us from, well, I don't know where in the hell uh, they're based out of, but we're going to find out. It's my pleasure to welcome Phoenix Ammunition's Justin Nazaroff. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you came to found, uh, I guess, and own a an ammunition company. Sure. So uh, my background is in finance. Uh, I have a have an MBA and a master's of science in finance. Prior to getting into this industry, I worked for an insurance company handling uh, business insurance, risk management, and retirement planning for manufacturing companies almost exclusively here in Michigan. And so over the course of that eight to 10 years, I developed a lot of interest in manufacturing. I didn't have a manufacturing background, but I really liked the idea that these guys at the end of the day, whether it was a good day or a bad day, they could look at their pile of widgets or brackets, whatever, and say, you know, I made something and other people could then enjoy that product. And so it just had a very different sense of satisfaction than the industry that I was in. And so I was started looking to pursue something outside of 
the risk management industry. At the time, my younger brother was working for a very small reloading company uh, nearby, uh, and I developed a bit of an interest in what they were doing. Uh, the owner of that company ended up passing away, and uh, his surviving children didn't really know what to do with the business, didn't want anything to do with it, really. So I got together with my brother and my father, and we purchased their equipment. That sat in my garage for a few months while we figured out the permits and the regulations, uh, got ourselves a, an FFL and all of that stuff. And we got into business in October of 2016, just you know, about a month before the 2016 election. Uh-huh. And uh, history is, is kind of is what it is at this point. Well, what a good time to get into the uh, ammunition manufacturing uh, industry, right? Well, yes and no, to be honest. Uh, the lead up to the election was real brisk. We were brand new, so uh, we were basically selling at gun shows, trying to build our name. Uh, we had a website, but we didn't really get anything from it. I, I wasn't very web savvy with how e-commerce works. It was kind of our first foray into that into that space. So uh, leading up to the election, things are brisk and afterward for about a month or two. And then, of course, because, you know, everybody figured Hillary was going to win, uh, all of a sudden the market started to tank. So we had to look real hard at what we were doing as a company and decide what what niche can we fill? Where can we go here? Because things are just not looking all that great across the board. So that's when I got introduced into competitive shooting by a couple friends of mine here in Michigan. We've got a really active free gun and USPSA and IDPA community. So I started going to those events, trying to see if that was something that we could do and decided that not only did I personally enjoy it, but these are the kind of people that we want to work with, the guys that are shooting a thousand rounds a weekend, uh, guys that are taking training classes. And so that's where we decided to focus all of our efforts and it paid off pretty well. We became uh, a certified USPSA ammunition supplier. Uh, we had a couple of competition products that were geared specifically for you know, low recoil, high accuracy, those kinds of things. And uh, we got into the frangible ammunition market because we saw a big rise in people training with steel targets, uh, especially tactical training companies where they wanted to bring people in close. And so we tried to fill that niche mm-hmm. and uh, things have been pretty good ever since. And so the company is named Phoenix Ammunition. Um, yes. Okay. So what uh, what is your product line? I mean, do you have pretty much, um, like you said, competition rounds, like I'm assuming 9mm and two two three, or do you also cater to the hunting crowd as well? Yeah, so we have a very narrow product lineup, and that's for good reason. Uh, we, we can't be all things to all people. We're just not big enough. We had to figure out what we can do and where we can focus our efforts. So uh-huh. uh, as far as calibers, we have 940, 45, 10 millimeter, 223. Uh, we have a specific 5.56 pressure rated round, and we have 300 blackouts. So right away we saw hunting was just not our niche because people are hunters generally don't buy a ton of volume of, of ammunition, mm-hmm. and the variety is so big. You know, if you have a guy that's a 308 hunter, some guys like 168 grain, some guys 175, 195, et cetera. Same problem with the long-range community. Everything is so specific, and the volume is just not there. So we looked at it and said, well, we can make seven different varieties of 9 millimeter, 
and we don't have to make big changes with tooling. Uh, they're all relatively similar. We can change powders, uh, but we can we can really go after that crowd. So probably 80% of our business is 9mm uh-huh. and 223. That okay. would be my, my guess. Well, you know, a lot of Texas hunters use 223 for hogs and predators. Um, and so sure. it's not, that's not like you're excluding people, you know. From the AR, no, 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 not at all. The AR, um, yep. for sure. Yeah, we we have a heavy grain. We have a heavy grain, seventy-five grain, five-five-six round, which we sell as a a competitive shooting round for three gunners if they need something to reach out to three, four hundred yards at a at a match where you're going to have distance. But it's a bow tail hollow point, so it's a great defensive round. Uh, it's also great as a uh, up here in Michigan. We have a ton of coyote hunters that are using it, uh-huh. so we we do fill that niche a little bit. It's just not. Uh, it, yeah. We don't get too far out into the into the you know 300 wind mag, 308, 65 creed. Well, there's still room to grow, you know. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, well, so you, you know, I became aware of your company um, through a, like a press release or something. Actually, it was just uh, it was a, it was a link to a story someone had sent me and um, talking about growing. You know, for a company to come out and put on their website because I'm on your website um, right now. And it says, um, welcome to Phoenix Ammunition. First thing you see is like, did you vote for Joe Biden? So tell me about that, because I'm sure that you guys uh, probably took a lot of praise and some scrutiny as well. Sure. Uh, so I- I'll confess that I-, I didn't come up with that idea out of whole cloth. Uh, there was a gun store, I believe, in New Hampshire that had posted a sign on their front door that said, we don't want to do business with Joe Biden voters. And so that kind of spurned. Uh, we, I mean, we've been making fun. We make fun of everybody. We're a we're a pretty unique company in that regard. We make fun of people within the gun world, outside the gun world, uh, you name it. So I said, okay, well, how about I up the ante uh, since we don't do walk-in customers, but we obviously have a ton of website traffic. Uh, I'm going to add a little notation here that says, you know, did you vote for Joe Biden? And if people click yes then uh, we'll have it redirect them to joebiden.com forward slash gun safety, <laughs> where you can read Joe Biden's gun control plan. And so if you read the plan, you can see exactly why we would be interested in doing that. He is outwardly stating that he wants to ban the online sale of ammunition. That's 99.9% of our company. Mm-hmm. That's how seven people who work here feed their families, uh, pay for their health insurance, save for retirement, et cetera. Uh, right. Just had one of our employees had a child. So it, it, this isn't a game to us. We, we, we want to, uh, we want to achieve two things. Obviously, you know, it's interesting and funny, but we, we really do hope that uh, people read exactly what they're planning to do. We're not, we're not reading between the lines. We're not, uh, you know, trying to, to take this one step further and tell people, well, what if, this is exactly what he ran on, and this is exactly what people voted for. I and tend to believe when people say they want to do something, that that's their intention. <laughs> they don't just say right. it for no reason, right? Sure, and that's an objection we've had from Joe Biden voters as well. You know, that's just puffery. He's not really going to do those things. And, and my response is always, okay, so you're telling me that you voted for a candidate because you don't believe he's going to do any of the things he's telling you right. he's going to do? That, that reflects worse on you than it does on him, to be, yeah. to be honest. I don't know what to say. Right. Well, unfortunately, you know, it looks like he is doing, or at least he might be a puppet for all uh, I, I know. He's clearly not mentally with it, but his administration and uh, leftist politicians are 
trying to pass and trying to force gun legislation down our throats at an unheard of pace uh, here what, a month into this deal with, uh, with Biden. Anyway, Justin, uh, let's get into the blowback, good or bad, uh, if there's been any, I'm sure there has been, concerning the stance that you guys took over at Phoenix Ammunition. Uh, we'll do that after the break. That segment brought to you by Stealth Cam and the Fusion wireless trail camera. Hey, I was in Africa last week, and I was still getting trail camera images sent to my cell phone through the Stealth Cam app. The Fusion is the most affordable wireless cell camera on the market. Sends great images, and the data plans are as like cheap as $5 a month now. Uh, leaps and bounds more affordable than these things used to be. You can find the Fusion at StealthCam.com. We'll continue the conversation with Phoenix Ammunition's Justin Nazaroff after the break on SCI's Star Outdoor Show. Place for beer and bars. There's something nostalgic about the old-timey general store, and that's exactly what you're going to find in downtown Goldwave, Texas, at the Mills County General Store. They're licensed FFL with rifle, pistols, and shotguns, ammo, gun accessories, hunting accessories, deer, corn, and attractants, sporting goods. They've got a wide array of knives to choose from, plus insulated apparel for both work and camo for hunting season, fishing supplies. They've got foods like Anchor Tea, grass-fed beef, Dublin sodas, gourmet sauces, and a whole lot more. Also, Ace Hardware. From wall to wall, they have it all. Check it out. The Mills County General Store right there in Goldweight, Texas. Hi, Brett Jepson here with Three Curl Lease Connection. I'd like to invite you to come enjoy some of Texas' best dove hunting just minutes outside of Dallas. We have many private dove leases available for this upcoming season, including milo, wheat, sunflower, and cornfields. Leases come in different sizes and prices, so we can fit anyone's budget. We have the lease that's perfect for you and your group. We don't overcrowd multiple groups into one property, and you'll have the first pick at renewing your lease for years to come. Please visit us at threecurl.com and click on leases for your property listings. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-U-R-L.com. Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging has been helping hunters light up the night for over a decade now. I've been with them for quite some time. Back in the early days, thermal optics were pretty expensive. You might not realize it, though. The average guy can get into a thermal rifle scope these days very affordably. I've got the Thermion XP50. Absolutely love that scope. It's got a diverse color palette, lots of options to choose from, whether you want white hot, uh, black hot, red hot, you name it. There's tons of options, literally. It's got internal recording as well, and it's got internal and external battery options. So you can hunt all night without having to worry about running out of batteries. You can find the Thermion XP50 as well as their entire lineup of thermal and night vision optics right there at PulsarNV.com. If I'm going down, I'm going down in flames. This moment on, there ain't nothing gonna be the same. We want things to well, Stoney LaRue bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Mossberg Firearms. Uh, Cable Smith here with you, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're still visiting with Phoenix Ammunition's Justin Nazaroff. Before we pick it back up with Justin, however, this segment. Brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. Nobody's doing more. And here's the deal. SCI, 
Of course, they're passionate about conservation, about uh, education, you know, educating the non-hunting public about why what we do is so important. But also, they are on Capitol Hill. SCI's got a, a, a legal action team that is fighting for your rights because never have your rights been under fire more than they are right now today. To join this great group of conservation-minded folks, head over to safariclub.org. And with that being said, let's dive back into our conversation with Phoenix Ammunition's Justin Nazarov. If you recall before the break, uh, Justin talked about what his company did, putting a, uh, if you voted for Biden, disclaimer on their website. And if you said yes, uh, then they're not selling you ammunition. So from a PR standpoint, though, I've, I've heard people also say, oh, it's just a, it's just a PR ploy. Like these people are just going to uh, hope that they get more business from Trumpers. And then the other side is <laughs> like, um, well, they're going to cripple their business because now Biden voters aren't going to be buying ammo from them. And, uh, and right, going right. back to what you said, reading between the lines, I don't. It's clearly to me not either one of those things. You didn't do it in a way that's just like, you know, f you Biden voters. You're like, hey, listen, if you if you did this, here's some information. This is what the dude actually said, what he intends to do, which would put us out of business. So, and, and I don't think in this current climate, it's going to affect your bottom line one bit. Right. I mean, I, I can tell you that we've received, uh, I've had to create a separate email address to funnel all of the emails we're getting because uh, normally the customer uh, emails go to my inbox so I can deal with little things here and there. But we, we've had almost 12,000 emails in three days, and I would say maybe one out of every 300 is a negative comment. And typically, one of those negative comments is people saying that we are too critical of Trump because, to be honest, Trump was not a great gun president. And everybody can see that now that his uh, term is over. We didn't get anything. We actually lost things. So it's really got nothing to do with Trump. What we're trying to focus on what Biden is planning to do. Right. And so in terms of its effect on our business, I mean, we were doing great before the pandemic. Uh, we, we did great through the pandemic. Uh, we did great through the riots. We did great through the election. Um, and we'll continue to be just fine. We're not concerned about... I, I've been to hundreds of shooting competitions in the last couple of years. I've been to dozens and dozens of training classes. You know, the number of Biden voters at those uh, events are very minimal. Right. And, you know, to be honest, again, we, we're we selling out faster than we can. We, we sell two weeks of production in five minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, I would say 99.9% of that is going to people who did not vote for Joe Biden. So I, I don't think it's going to affect our business whatsoever. Um, yeah. We've we've had a, a great response from just about everybody in the industry, save for maybe one person. Uh, and, you know, he, he's not really that big of a, of a deal to us. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, 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 I try not to take offense to this term that they, they all lump, lump us in with that term Trumpers. And to me, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to fight this, education deal with them of hey you can just replace that trumper term with just conservative that's what we've always sure. been and always will be uh, but they you know so many of them are blinded and think that that if you voted for trump you're part of a cult like they're like what 80 million americans are part of some cult no uh, we just like the second amendment and we like conservative values we don't like big government those are the principles by which i vote and you know if the democratic party uh, exhibited those principles then i'd vote democrat but that's, it has nothing to do, like you said, with Trump himself. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, I would describe myself as more of a classic libertarian than anything else. Uh, I, I definitely have uh, you know, many principles that are rooted in conservatism. But for us as a company, what we do is the Second Amendment. And right. We have to put that above all else. And so that's another objection we've had. People say, well, I voted for Biden because of XYZ issue, which is more important to me than guns. Uh, but I also own a gun. So what the heck? And my response is, again, well, to us, uh, to to me and to my industry, uh, this is the most important thing. And you may have some other issues that are important to you. But what you're telling me is if Biden bans uh, ABC gun and that's the gun you own, you're willing to turn that gun over to the government because there are other issues that are more important to you. And I'm telling you that I will not do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you that I'm not interested in the opinions of people who are willing to do that. I don't think that you guys are Second Amendment supporters. Uh, you know, you you may own a gun, but that doesn't make you a supporter of the Second Amendment. And a lot uh, so, of them bought that gun out of fear because uh, their elected politicians were condoning rioting. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. that we have so many exactly. new first-time gun buyers who they didn't buy those guns for any other reason than they were afraid. <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. And and that the problem is we're seeing a dilution in the core values and ideals of the of the, the gun community, if you will. You know, the word community denotes that it's a, a group of people with a shared set of ideals, morals, values, ethics, etc. And when you have a big influx of people uh, that don't share those same ideals, then you start to lose that sense of community. I mean, that's what ha what's happening in some cities in Texas, for example. You have a lot of people moving in from California and are, they're changing the local politics. And that's what we fear is is happening and will continue to happen to the gun community. If we have 20 million new gun owners like we do in 2020, and a huge percentage of those are people that vote for uh, leftist politicians, people that want to further restrict gun rights, then that's how you can have uh, people like Moms Demand Action say that, well, we did a poll of gun owners and 80% of people support universal background checks and banning AR-15s. Hmm. We all know that that's either a BS statistic or they're polling people uh, like I just said, folks that are brand new to the industry who don't understand that this is a serious thing that they're undertaking, that it goes far beyond just owning the firearm. It's a it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's about personal responsibility, taking care of yourself. And if you don't if you haven't thought about those things, then you you can't be considered part of the community. And right. We're hoping that people will take it upon themselves to learn that information. But. Uh, I'm only one man. I have a company to run. I don't have time to educate 20 million brand new gun owners. On We're hoping that they take the time to do the research for themselves. And if our redirect helps them do that, then great. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to enforce it. It's not like you're going to uh, um, do a background check on them to see who they voted for. They could just come back on the website and just lie about it. So there is that. For sure. Uh, but hopefully right. they or hopefully they do the research and you know realize the the error of their ways and um think about think think maybe have a new perspective going forward so um yeah i thought it yeah, was interesting I mean, and and for a company to come out and and say something like that um you know supported 100% sure and and you know this isn't the first time we've made waves for for taking a stance on something 
Uh, in fact, we, we got fined $1,000 by our health department for not enforcing mask wearing in our building. Uh, and as a reason, that, that citation was issued because of a police officer who came in and decided to write a report, uh, because I was helping a customer without a mask on in his presence. And so as a result, we decided we're not going to do business with law enforcement agencies, uh, until they come out in support of small business and, uh, in support of people not abiding by unconstitutional mask mandates. Right. So, it, you know, and again, will that affect our business? Hasn't so far. Um, wasn't a big percentage of our business before. Probably wouldn't have been in the future. So I'm not I'm not uh, saying that I'm putting myself out on a limb necessarily, but I don't see why I as a business owner should feel obligated to do business with anybody that does not have my best interest in mind. And will some people slip through the cracks? Sure. But if I can deter some of those people and, again, ideally make some of those people reflect upon their values and their morals and decide what's important to them, then that's great. And we're, we're reaching tens of thousands of people across the country right now, and there's nobody else who can say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, last question I have for you, um, this ammunition, perceived ammunition shortage, is, mm-hmm. it, is it really – I mean, we don't have a a lack of ammunition, right? I mean, you guys are probably producing more ammunition than you ever had. Like you said, you're selling out two weeks worth in five minutes online. Um, So it's not really a shortage of like supplies and materials. It's uh, just you can't keep up with the demand. Uh, Right. So, so, uh, well, the demand is through the roof, but the material shortages are very real. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the industry is much more consolidated than what most people think. There's a lot of ammunition companies like us in existence, but... We don't manufacture all of our, really any of our raw materials. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the big choke point is primers. There's only four companies in the entire country that make primers, and all of those are big ammunition companies, Winchester, Federal, Remington, CCI. Even a company like Hornaday doesn't make its own primers. Okay. So all of us are dependent upon them uh, for primers. Now, we can get some from overseas producers, but that's a big undertaking. We're, we're working on that. But... The demand is so far and above the supply of, in particular, primers that it, it really is an, a, a, a never-before-seen shortage in that particular uh, material. And unfortunately, it's not something that you can get into the business of making without having um, ten, fifteen million dollars in working capital and a, you know, a three to four-year business plan. It's it, it just it's very hard to get into that. So it is very real. Uh, I would predict that it's going to last all the way through 2021, probably beyond. We'll see what happens with, uh, you know, these gun control policy le- legislative efforts that they're making. That's just going to make things worse. But yeah. unfortunately, it, it, the, 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 the supply chain issues are, in fact, very real. Uh, you know, we, we don't have a warehouse full of ammo here that we're uh, metering out in small amounts, it, it's sold before we even receive it. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting stuff. If you want to give your website um, so people can have a chance to buy some ammunition for five minutes before it sells out, <laughs> it's, a, sure. it's a good uh, problem to have. <laughs> yes, it is. So our website is phoenixammo.com, F-E-N-I-X, ammo.com. Uh, we encourage everybody to sign up for the in-stock notifications by clicking on the product and entering your email address that way, you'll get an email notification when we do have a restock of that particular product. It's also a good idea to create an account and preload your shipping information. 
so that when you do have the opportunity to buy, you can get through the, the checkout process quickly. Uh, things are selling out in under four to five minutes. So uh, if you don't act fast, unfortunately, yeah. uh, it can be an issue. You can also follow us on Twitter, Phoenix uh, at Phoenix Ammunition. We do not have a Facebook page. We do not have an Instagram account. There are people out there who are trying to spoof our company. Uh, just beware that uh, we do not have a presence on either of those platforms. So if somebody tries to get you to send money via PayPal, uh, please yeah. please don't do that. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, uh, Justin, I certainly appreciate the time today, man. Well, thank you very much for having me, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. So there you have it, Justin Nazarov of Phoenix Ammunition. Uh, interesting stuff there. And I recently did read a study, by the way. 6% of folks in the uh, swing states, and this is from a recent poll, um, but 6% of the people surveyed in the states of Michigan, Wisconsin, what is it, uh, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, uh, 6% said that if they could go back in time, they would have voted for Trump instead of Biden. That's just like their disenfranchisement within like a month of this guy taking office. Trump would have won in a landslide. But hey, you can't rewrite history. Even though you might want to cancel Dr. Seuss, uh, you can't rewrite history. Hopefully we can learn from it. I don't see that that's what we're doing today in our society. But, man, just got to hope and pray. Keep fighting the good fight. That segment of the presentation was brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. Land is the one thing they're not making anymore, but we all want it. So, if you're looking to take that plunge, take the next step, make that dream a reality, head over to LoneStarAgCredit.com. They've been helping their borrowers finance their own slice of paradise for over a century. They'll do the same for you at Lone Star Ag Credit. Coming up next, what kind of performance can you expect from a budget-friendly factory rifle, a hunting rifle? We discuss the pros and cons with Ryan Muckenhern of Vortex Optics on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Whether you're headed to the lake for crappie, the coast for redfish, or trying to put your tag on that big gobbler this spring, don't let your truck tank your next trip. Third Coast Diesels does it all. From maintenance to repairs to full diesel rebuilds, any accessory on any truck, doesn't matter. They also do lifts, wheels, tires, hell, you name it. Third Coast Diesel does it. Call David Boone at 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com. With city life seemingly getting crazier by the minute, the thought of moving out to the country is looking more appealing than ever. And Foster Farm and Ranch has been recognized as one of the nation's top ranch brokerages the past two years. They have listings in 22 counties and counting and are truly a statewide entity. Foster represents buyers and sellers from all walks of life. Farmers, ranchers, hunters, doctors, lawyers, investors, and possibly you. You can find them on Facebook, Foster Farm and Ranch, or Instagram, at Foster Ranch Sales. Of course, fosterfarmandranch.com, the website, or call chat at 830-776-3605. This Premium Power Sports is one of the largest pre-owned dealers in Texas. They specialize in sales of pre-owned ATVs and UTVs, many of which come fully accessorized. They also have a full service and repair center for most major brands and offer financing with a 500 credit score or better. They'll even finance parts and accessories such as high racks, roofs, and wheel and tire combos. Visit TexasPremiumPowerSports.com 
or check them out on Instagram at Texas underscore premium underscore power sports. That's Texas premium power sports.com. In the back left corner by the opine tree, there's a man I buried the first degree. He told me his cheating wife was a whore and how the electric chair really lit up the swirl. Now we got is a shovel and he's Grave Diggers, the name of that one from Co. Wetzel, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we've got Vortex Optics' Ryan Muckenhern on the line, and we're going to get into budget-friendly rifles. Uh, what kind of performance can you expect? Are you giving much up with a budget-conscious rifle? Uh, compared to higher-end models or even custom rifles. So much to discuss on that front, and this segment is brought to you by Mossberg Firearms. Check out the Mossberg Patriot. It might fall into uh, this very conversation, to be frank. A straight-shooting rifle lineup at a price point the average guy can afford. I've got, gosh, uh, everything from a uh, Patriot 22250 up to the 375 Ruger, that I just hunted Cape Buffalo with in Africa, all in the Patriot lineup. Uh, check it out. It's the Mossberg Patriot. You can find it at Mossberg.com. Let's bring him on right now. Uh, joining us from Vortex Optics headquarters up in Wisconsin, it is my pleasure to welcome Ryan Muckenhern to the show. Absolutely. So you guys are having some nasty weather up there, huh? It is not lovely, but uh, <laughs> we'll take it. it I, they tell me that when it's really cold in the winter, we'll have less mosquitoes and wood ticks in the summer. And so I'll, uh, I guess I'll take that. Yeah, I've, uh, I've not been to Wisconsin, but I've done some of those boundary water canoe trips. In oh, yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, in Minnesota. And I'm imagining mm -hmm. your mosquito situation is very similar. And my God, it's unbearable. Uh, BWCA mosquitoes are at they're another level. They're the Minnesota state bird, despite what anybody tells you. <laughs> uh, I've camped up there every, every month of the year and, uh, July, August, September can be absolutely unbearable. Yeah. Well, it's a great time to catch a lot of smallmouth, though. That's true. Yeah. Like every cast, like your arm gets tired of, you're like, can I please just catch a pike or something? So, right. uh, but when you, when you're doing those trips and, you know, it's not like we have fish finders or, or depth finders. We're just canoeing up there yeah. just to get outdoors and do a little fishing. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to catch. It's hard to catch lake trout in the middle of the summer and, and pike. And I mean, um, it's, but the smallmouth, man, they, they give it up easy. That's a, that's a pretty sacred place, man. That's a very, very, very special, uh, place in Minnesota. And there's really not anything like it. And, the rest of North America that I've been to. I mean, you can't fly commercial aircraft over it. It's that cool. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and I've done it on both sides, done it on the Minnesota yeah. side and the Canada side. And it yep. it's, uh, looks pretty much the same, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those, those mosquitoes up there are relentless. relentless. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, I wanted to invite you on today to discuss a topic you guys recently tackled on the vortex nation podcast, yeah. uh, an episode named, uh, budget rifles, what you're getting, what you're missing. Yeah. Um, so first of all, let's set the budget parameters um, so that we kind of know what exactly we're talking about here. 
What are sure. you considering a budget-friendly rifle? You know, for just the gun only, I, I kind of break it down like 400 to 500, um, 600 to probably 700, and then 700 plus. Um, and, and everybody's budget's going to be different, but you know, that entry side of things when we're, when we're looking at like very bare bones, uh, that, that four to 500 price point is a, is a, you know, a real safe bet that five to six, six to seven is real good. And then seven plus, okay. um, anything over a thousand bucks, I think we're getting into a pretty premium, premium setup at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how are manufacturers able to offer a high performing rifle at low cost? Uh, compared to like what you would get with a higher end or certainly a custom rifle, um, where are they cutting corners? And uh, yeah, just walk us through what, what you've seen in that. Yeah. And, and cutting corners is a bit subjective too. So uh, without, without taking away from what anybody in the industry is doing, I think if we look at, Oh, I'm a, first of all, let me, let me clarify. I'm a huge fan. I have a safe full of Mossberg Patriots. So yeah. yeah. Right so if we look at, and I think what a lot of the major manufacturers have discovered um, in, in the recent past, you know, probably 15 years or so is, is just modern manufacturing techniques and automations um, and, and the use of different, especially polymers. You know, we look at a lot of the magazines that come on these rifles now and, and instead of seeing the conventional, you know, BDL, CDL style hinge floor plate on a, on a Remington 700 or a floor plate on a Model 70, we're going to these polymer magazines and, and, and stocks and things like that, incorporating that, um, you know, that kind of process in manufacturing and design elements saves a lot of money mm-hmm. without having to do fitment and, and manual work and finish work um, on, on the setup. You're saving a ton of cash. Uh, and, and so one of the biggest takeaways that I'm seeing on a lot of these more budget-minded guns is just a straight synthetic stock and a simple detachable magazine or a blind box magazine where, where we don't have a provision for it. We've just got a closed belly on the, on the stock of the gun with an internal magazine component. Um, and, and that's saving a ton of, ton of cash. And then we touched on, on our podcast too, but I, I can't reiterate this one enough. And I think it's actually really clever. Um, the barrel fitment techniques that are utilized on a lot of these, you know, more budget minded guns, they're using that barrel nut or that collet type barrel nut to, to control the headspace of the barrel when they install it on the rifle. And instead of um, taking the time to, to make a shouldered uh, rifle barrel that, that you have to index up against the receiver, they just have a threaded shank that goes into the receiver of the rifle and then they secure it with that, that barrel nut and it locks it in place. It's very effective, it's very fast. Um, it doesn't require a tremendous amount of, of training on machine work and that kind of thing to do right. And at the end of the day, you get a remarkable product and, and you save hours you know, when, when you look at a shift on, on barrel fitment, you say probably hours and, and crank out the number of guns considerably higher. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so in that bottom tier price range, mm-hmm. what are some of the manufacturers and in, in specific models that sure. impress you? Um, the ones that stand out to me the most would probably be the Ruger American series. Um, and, and that rifle kind of came out of nowhere for me. It was a pretty big departure from their model 77 line, which they've had around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was a big change in action style. We went from a Mauser style, uh, to this, this one piece bolt setup with three lugs that they have on the Ruger American. Um, when that came out, I, I was lukewarm at first and then, 
um, got a chance to shoot a really early one and blown away. I, I, I mean, what, what you were getting out of that price point at that level was it superseded everything hundreds of dollars more mm -hmm. uh, in, in quality in, in terms of like accuracy and shootability and, and reliability, really robust gun. Um, and then I would also put the Savage, you know, we'll call it the Model 10, Model 11, Model 12, Model 14, and, and Model 16 into that too. And they might, they might be a little bit higher uh, on the, the dollar scale than that kind of $399 level that the Ruger Americans are coming in at. Right. Uh, but they're not terribly higher. That, that one's impressed me since day one. I've owned a number of them. We've got a ton of customers that come into the shop here. And they've always been known as just very good shooters. Um, you know, they're, they're not super slick. They're not super trim. But for what you're getting, that's a, a pretty spectacular bit at that price point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And where does the um, where does that Mossberg Patriot fall in into the into that line? Is that in the next tier? I'm trying to think of what the no MSRP. right right around that that you know three fifty to four and a quarter point okay. depending on the options that you get. And I think the Patriot's a great gun too. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if you look at a Mossberg Patriot, you look at a Remington 700. Um, there's kind of an interesting hybridization that's occurred between the Savage, the, the Remington, the, um, uh, the Ruger American with barrel fitment with, with everything else like that. A uh, lot going on there. Uh, I, I think you're getting a lot of gun for the money and, and um, yeah. we see a ton of them into the shop here. They're exceptional. This is the, uh, the 270, um, which I think is like the perfect Texas deer caliber or shots or yeah are usually inside 200 yards um, mm -hmm. for the most part for whitetail anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, as far as uh, the stock, I'm, I'm assuming most of these in that entry price point are going to be synthetic stocks. A lot of times. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And this one's a laminate. So this might be, you know, up a little bit on the price point. And then a lot of these um, series like the Patriot series Mm -hmm. You could even get like a nice wood stock and then you're, but you're looking at more like in that seven, $800 mm -hmm. range. Yeah. Laminate is something pretty cool we should touch on as well. So laminate, obviously a wood product, but the way it's produced, it, you know, while it is made of wood shares a lot of, of similarities with, um, with respect to like expediency of production and stability um, that, that polymer has. Uh -huh. And that if we look at this in its raw form, it's plywood and it's crazy to think about like it, it is plywood, it's layered wood laminated together, thus the name. Um, and the manufacturing process for laminate is, is pretty cool. Um, one of the big titans in laminate stocks is Boyd stocks. Uh, they've been at this for a long time. And when they turn out a stock, once they have the, the program uh, kind of dialed up for it, uh, it's basically you load this uh, blank in there that that has very like very little semblance to the finished product. You put it in the machine, it runs through, and a few minutes later, out comes this roughly finished stock. Mm. Um, it's the final inlet work, um, you know, it'll go into it, and then of course finishing. But you end up with a super stable product. I mean, probably more stable than than even a, you know a really good wood stock in the same dimension. Um, you get the look of wood, you get the feel of wood, but you get the stability and integrity of polymer. Um, and generally at a lower cost, we, we don't have to go out and look for, um, you know, a, a section of walnut, uh, which is a really common wood utilized. That's got grain flow. We're not yeah. worried so much about cracks or knots or anything. I have Just, a three, uh, 300 wind mag in that Patriot in yep. a nice walnut stock. It's a beautiful gun. Yep. But you're actually telling me that performance wise, that the laminate 
is you might be getting more more out of that yeah. so yeah absolutely interesting. Huh. yep okay yeah uh, i guess you know it's like um it, in your house some people have uh, laminate floors wood floors mm -hmm. and obviously they're more affordable uh than say traditional hardwood floors so kind of the same concept there mm -hmm. okay yep yep um so and then i pulled the the magazine out so this is mm -hmm. the, the, like polymer i imagine that only costs a couple dollars to make that thing right, right. And, and they can turn out a ton of them in a very short amount of time. A lot of these machines that, that will make a polymer part, um, we'll just pick on magazines, um, you know, it's not just one uh, at a crack. It's usually, you know, a whole rack of them that come out of the machine at one time. Um, and it can do that in rapid succession multiple times a shift uh, in a lot of these production facilities. And, and you get the same part every time and they're really affordable to make. And, and again, very robust, you know, we're, uh, we live a very plastic lifestyle now um, <laughs> and magazines are like no exception to this. Uh, and you, you look at the successes of like the AR-15 magazine, um, you know, the polymer ones, especially and the furniture that goes on those rifles. Polymer is, polymer is the future and it is now. Um, so no fault, no qualm with the polymer magazine either for folks listening and they're wondering like, am I getting something that's going to compromise reliability or integrity? Nah, not at all. These are, these are good to go. Yeah. Well, and I can't say that I have experienced the, the Ruger American or, or some of these other lineups. I'm, you know, Mossberg's a sponsor of the show. So that's, that's what I shoot. I will tell you, I've beat the hell out of these guns and expect, and it, originally I was like, Oh man, this is not, this is a, a, a budget friendly rifle. You're going to have to baby it. I mean, no, I, I don't take care of my stuff. No offense to, to Vortex, but I know if I did break one of your scopes, you guys would replace it, uh, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I beat the hell out of these things, man. I've dropped them out of deer stands. I haven't shot at a deer after doing that. I've <laughs> gone and put it back on paper, and it, and it was still shooting, uh, you know, perfect group at 100 yards. So uh, I don't think you're you're not giving up any, you know, ruggedness um, by by going with a budget-friendly rifle. No, not not at all. And, and really, if we look – like a, what's considered today's quote budget rifle. If we would look back at a rifle that came out in the fifties or the sixties or the seventies, you'd be very hard pressed to, to like make points of argument against a modern rifle, like how the older ones would be better. It's not, you know, we hear a lot of those uh, guys and gals at the gun club, some of the older generation, like, Oh, they don't make them like they used to. And in some ways that can be true if you're you're looking at like a pre-64 winchester model 70 and, and you know yeah good point but uh you know a modern rifle even even on the budget line is a remarkable piece of equipment and they dominate the landscape too i mean the majority of the the firearms that we see into the shop here are guns like the mossberg patriot like the, the rubric and the savage model 10 um and you're, you're not you're not giving anything up you're saving a few bucks and Ryan, I think this is a good place to work in a quick break. When we come back, let's take it out to distance and find out if there is a threshold. Like at what yardage will you start to notice a difference between a, a high-end rifle and a budget rifle's performance? Uh, we'll do that next. That segment brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy in Marion and San Antonio, Texas. Two locations to better serve you. They've been taking care of all of my trophy mounts for going on Gosh, like 
over a decade. <laughs> uh, you got to stick with what works. And Josh and Becky Gunther are not only great wildlife artists, but they answer the phone when I call. Imagine that. Taxidermist not trying to dodge your phone calls. Uh, you can expect quality work with quick turnaround time. For more info, check them out at gr8mounts.com. We'll be right back with more from Vortex Optics' Ryan Muckenhern on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. You never asked for fire. You already were a thief, so I knew you'd be with me when I need you to be. Steal my soul, honey. Keep it for me when you got that. Spawn is right around the corner. Your reels have been re-spooled and the tackle box is ready to roll. But the question is, can your truck handle another season of pulling your boat in and out of the water every weekend? Call David Boone at Third Coast Diesels. He'll make sure your truck is not what sinks your next fishing trip. Offering a widespread array of diesel parts and services, call 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com today. Cable here reminding you to check out the Polestar Helion 2.0 Thermal Monocular if you haven't already. It's got all the great features that you've come to expect from Polestar. Internal recording, varied color palette, and it's an essential tool for scouting so that you don't blow animals out of your sets. I use it on all my whitetail hunts and, of course, predator and hog hunting as well. You can find the Helion 2.0 at Polestar nv.com you should know as you age time is gathering speed you can't slow it down you can't turn it around nobody gonna get a rerun make it count on the next ride around the sun cable smith welcoming everybody back to sci's lone star outdoors show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here today. That's John Bauman next time around the sun. Very profound message there. Uh, pick up the phone, call an old friend, call your old man. Uh, just let somebody know that you're thinking about them because life is short. Um, this segment of the show proudly brought to you by First Light and the Guide Light Pant. It's what I wore over on the Dark Continent, and it's what I'll wear in the Turkey Woods this spring. The Guide Light Pant, and actually they have the short too, but you'd think just by how light they are that they wouldn't stand up to some pretty serious abuse. Not the case. I was crawling around in the mountains where everything over there was scratching, cutting, poking me, and uh, the Guide Light Pant took the abuse as we were stalking a fallow deer. Uh, you can find the guide light right there at firstlight.com. First light, go further, stay longer. Well, let's go ahead and get back into our conversation regarding budget-friendly rifles for you, the hunter, outdoorsman out there, outdoor woman, outdoor person. I don't know what the correct terminology is in 2021. Hell, if you like to hunt and shoot, this is a conversation for you. And Ryan Muckenhern of Vortex Optics was nice enough to stick around. Ryan at the end of the day, like if you were a, you know, say competitive shooter, what would they say? What would someone in, in that line say as far as why they're shooting a custom rifle? Um, is there, are you giving up any accuracy at, at, at X distance? And if you are, where is that X? When do you notice it? So, well, it's very subjective. So the shooter, 
the shooter, I guess, and the shooters, um, I guess, standards are going to come into play here, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think for the the American hunter, um, there's a big precedence put on this, you know, like sub half minute, quarter minute accuracy that that everybody's chasing when you open up the gun magazines and you you see those little um, columns and tabs that they have in there about the groups that they shoot. And there might be an unrealistic expectation there for, for a lot of folks. For the competitive shooter, I think a lot of this comes down to like reliability and performance over thousands and thousands of rounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of a similar parallel I'll make when, when folks are looking at optics too, and this, this comes into play, you know, we've got something at a budget for $200, we've got something at a budget for $2,000. And we get asked the same question, like, where, what am I getting for two grand that I'm not for 200? And we'll, we'll tie this back to vehicles and that if you go buy a Toyota Camry, you get a reliable vehicle that you can drive for a long time. It'll get you a speeding ticket if you're not careful. And, um, you know, that's all well and good. It goes fast enough. Right. Uh, now, if you told me that you wanted on the weekends to track race, um, you know, your, your sedan, I don't know that the Camry would be the car that I would tell you to get, I would tell you, right. maybe you should look at a Corvette or a Porsche Panamera or something that's purpose built for doing that kind of thing. And when we look at uh, some of the rigors that um, these competitive shooters are putting rifles through the requirements that they have for them or a particular characteristic on a rifle that they're, they're after, like, you know, triggers that are measured in single pounds or ounces, or, um, you know, they've got an accuracy requirement they need uh, or a weight class that they need to fit into or that they're targeting, like PRS, for example, which is all the rage with, with long range rifle shooting. A lot of these guys are running 20 plus pound guns. And so they're putting these extraordinarily heavy contour barrels on there and their actions are, are kind of intrinsically heavier. Their stocks are heavier um, and intentionally uh, for recoil mitigation and things like that. And a lot of these you know, budget guns, they're not targeting that shooter. They're targeting, you know, the, the guy or the gal that's going out and, and just hunting. Mm -hmm. um, and so to loop back and, and go to, you know, do you have an accuracy threshold, like a limit uh, with some of these more budget guns? I would say probably not. I mean, more than anything, you're going to have a situation where, um, you know, how well does the gun shoot already with the ammunition that you're shooting or how well do you shoot? And, and to speak to some of these, some actually the, the best group I ever fired in my life was with a $389 rifle. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I mean, it would have measured 0. 0.00 something. Uh, yeah, it was, it was bonkers. So it, there's there's nothing about, you know, the, the cost of the rifle that's ne necessarily gonna dictate its accuracy performance. Um, yeah. You know, you, you probably are, are affording yourself a higher potential or a higher propensity to accuracy when you're getting into a rifle, you know, that is a quote custom. Um, but, but for the, the shooter who's out there hunting or, or just recreationally target shooting, none of the budget rifles that we've talked about today um, or in the past are, are really a limiting factor. Um, I, I think that there is a, a limit to the art that you can engage with them. That 270 that you've got there with the right ammo, um, you know, if we're sitting up on a good day, I could take you to a thousand yards with it all day long and, and we could shoot to the, the rifle's accuracy potential. So, uh -huh. okay. yeah. Right on, right on. Um, this is a subjective question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you rather put a $600 optic on a $350 rifle or would you rather put a $350 optic on a $600 rifle? That is a very good question. Um, I would say that depends. Um, right. And, and, well, you I mean, know, you're the, you're the expert here. So that's why you, yeah. we, we trust your opinion. 
application is everything. Um, you know, we sell more crosswires than we sell vipers. Part of it is budget. Uh, you know, the crossfire is more affordable scope. Uh, but but part of it is going to be application and use case. If if you told me, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to I'm going to hunt the stand, um, you know, and and I might be out there uh, at sunrise to about 10 a.m. or I'll be out there until you know 4 p.m. till sunset. Big deal. You're not going to end up with um, a, a, a bad situation or a bad scenario if you're not putting a $600 rifle scope on there. That I don't think is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, if you said, hey, I'm going to be night hunting. Um, or very, very low light uh, precedence on what, what you're gonna be doing, or you're gonna be out shooting a thousand yards and you're gonna be doing it on the regular, I'm going to steer you into an optic that has features that are probably gonna drive the cost up like improved optical quality or turrets or a reticle style that, that is beneficial to you. Um, so I would say to answer the question, I'm gonna need a little bit more information. I would be inclined to probably spend a little bit more on the optic mm-hmm. than less, uh, because optics can make or break um, a lot of different hunts. But I don't think you need to go bonkers with it. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's a tough one. I, I don't have I don't yeah. I don't have a yes no answer for it. Well, um, I have like I said, a, quite a few of these. Uh, I don't know how many calibers, but I have a lot of them in the Patriot, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and I and I have some Howas and stuff in there too that I've had a long time, uh, which I would consider you know those to be pretty budget friendly as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd say on every one of them, I have a more expensive piece of glass than I do the, mm-hmm. the, than the rifle cost. And and I had a uh, a valuable learning experience. Had a, a really nice ten point um, out and legal shoot. It was still legal shooting time. And I had the optic dialed all the way out and I could not make an ethical shot on, on this buck. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the last time I ever used that optic. Next thing I was putting on something that um, was higher quality. And, and I mm-hmm. haven't had that issue since then. Cause you know, you're looking at your clock. I'm like, or your watch. It's like, well, is it, am I not supposed to shoot right now? No, it says that I'm legal to shoot, but why can't I see the damn deer? Right. So, and that, that, that's a great, a great case in point for good optics. And they do, they do make or break you at that point. Um, and so, yes, so you're right. I, I would say you can, you can buy yourself more success in the field with better glass than necessarily spending it all on the rifle. Um, well, you've totally talked me into it too. I mean, based on already, this is already my opinion, but you're sitting here saying that these, these modern budget friendly rifles, you're not giving up um, accuracy, even at distance mm-hmm. by and large. So mm-hmm. to me, it would make more sense to, to go that route to, to invest more on the, on the optic itself. So, um, yeah. what about the, uh, and, and this is something that, and, you know, I had a custom gun for a long time mm-hmm. and the bolt, um, the action wasn't mm-hmm. ever as smooth as these factory Patriots. And mm-hmm. I was watching on y'all's uh, watching your, the YouTube of your podcast, and it wasn't it wasn't a Mossberg. It, I think it was a Savage, maybe uh, that you guys were messing with the bolt and talking about how smooth that action was. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't like grabbing a, a gun and feeling like the action is sticky or not smooth. It's pretty annoying. It yeah, make me feel good about the situation. Mm-hmm. I like it when the you know it's something soothing about just sliding it in, just the way that the the bolt slides into mm-hmm. the uh, action there. Hmm. Yeah, and and that's bit me in the past too. You know, 
as a general rule, the higher you go on the precision scale, the tighter those tolerances will get and the harder it can be um, to manipulate the action in like inclement conditions, right? So if we're out in Wyoming and, and we've got that moon dust out there, that high you know, silica content, sand and gravel and all that stuff, the higher the level of precision that you have in that action, the higher the chance that like you're gonna stick it. Um, and that's happened to me in the past. And on a lot of these more budget rifles, they do build the tolerances more open. And, and I don't want that to be a detractor. I don't want people listening to think like, oh my gosh, my, like I've got loose tolerances. Like that's a bad thing. They're made for reliability across a gamut of, of conditions and, and then uh, upkeep schedules. Um, and let's face it, and I, I, I'm probably uh, offender number one on this. I don't clean my guns a lot. I mean, if I get uh, into- Me neither. <laughs> And, and if we're running a spectacularly high precision device that has these really, really tight tolerances, any dirt or any debris or, or you know, anything that gets in there that's going to potentially bind it is going to be exacerbated considerably. Um, and so if you do have a rifle that has a little bit more open raceway, um, all the better because you're, you're not going to run into these, you know, beating and jamming issues. Um, and so that's not a bad thing. And, and you know, we're, we're starting to see this spill over in some of the competitive circles too. I was having a conversation with some of our PRS competitors here in house, and they were talking about um, particular action styles and finish styles and those that are too tight biting them in the butt when they're on the clock. You know, they go to cycle and action and they're on a three day or two day match and it's been raining one day and windy the other. And those super high precision tuned actions all of a sudden lock up on them because they've got crud in the raceway. Mm. Um, and so then they're reattacking their rifle builds with, with a, either a different finish application or with a different action altogether to prevent that from happening. So yeah, that doesn't sound like a good deal. Eh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not when there's, not when there's a timer in your year. Yeah. Um, yeah. so as we're, as we're wrapping up here, this mm -hmm. is pretty much mostly what I wanted to cover, but I do want you to give a few examples of, you know, in those next two tiers, mm -hmm. uh, as far as, as models, um, for uh for the budget friendly uh rifle sure They're just a little little more pricey so so going up from there um like that three to four hundred or that 350 to 450 price point the next step we'll just call it 600 for an easy number uh -huh. um, i really do gravitate towards like the tika t3x um which is a really remarkable rifle and and i think for what you're getting for the money that one's pretty hard to beat at that that price category uh, the Weatherby Vanguard is another good one too. They've got a few options that are right in that pocket. Um, uh, Kimber's got a rifle out called the Hunter. Now it's a little bit more than that. It's probably going to be closer to about the $700 price point. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't really categorize it different than their other models in the 84 line. They just put a different stock on there instead of, um, you know, uh, this ultralight hand laminated uh, stock. They've just got a simple synthetic and then a simple polymer magazine. Um, that's a great option. Of course, the Remington 700 mm -hmm. um, and its various iterations from the, the ADL and with a straight synthetic stock and a blind box magazine to the BDL um, and then all the other variations of it. Um, Winchester's Model 70 in, in the synthetic line is really good too. Um, and they, they'll all kind of fall in that six-ish and maybe a little bit above that price point. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you're getting into a pretty exceptional piece of equipment. Right on. Right on. Okay. So some of your uh, favorites there. Mm -hmm. um, 
as far as the uh, Vortex Nation mm-hmm. podcast, you guys are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, where's the best place to, to uh, consume that? Uh, so if you want to listen to the podcast, the Apple podcast app, YouTube, um, we're recording most of the shows and putting those up there. Um, Spotify, uh, you can follow us on uh, Instagram at Vortex Nation Podcast, uh-huh. which we um, will, of course, announce every time we drop a podcast. And then we'll take about this. once a week. How often? Yeah. Do yep. That? Yep. Every week we, we drop a, a podcast and then we'll have a uh, uh, little behind the scenes snips and bits uh, from podcast production and little projects that we're working on here and there. Uh, yeah. So you get a little glimmer into uh, what else we're doing with it. Well, I find I find all of the content very interesting. This was one that I was like, man, this is uh, something I think our listeners would really appreciate. Um, and, and on some level, just having the peace of mind that you're paying less, but you're not really getting less. I agree. I, and and there is a really big, I don't know if it's like a stigma surrounding that quote budget line that you're, again, not somehow getting a good product. And I just don't think that's, that's true, especially these days. I mean, mm-hmm. modern manufacturing is incredible. And what you're getting out of, out of a quote budget shop is, is really a fantastic piece of equipment. And, and if we look at like the AR-15 market, which in a past life, um, that's what I had done before I worked here at Vortex. I worked for an AR-15 manufacturer. Uh-huh. I can remember when those rifles were unobtainium from a price point. And as they became more mainstream and as manufacturing processes modernized and, and we as industrious peoples found new ways to like create things, mm-hmm. we made it more affordable. And now you can go pick up an AR-15 that's fantastic for $479. Right. right. And, and, and if the translation's ever lost between AR-15 and bolt rifle for your next hunting gun, it, it shouldn't be. Uh, because you do really get into a lot of great products at pretty much every price point. And what we've talked about today is, is no exception. So, yeah. 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 Well, and I've had, I mean, I've had people laugh at me, like I've post pictures of my guns or their, or even my buddies. They're like, well, why do you have an $800 vortex optic on a $400 gun? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. But when I pull the trigger, the deer dies. So yeah. that's, that's what matters to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, hey, man, great stuff. I certainly appreciate it. Y'all check out the Vortex Nation podcast. Ryan, it's been a treat uh, talking rifles with you today, and yeah. I look forward to our next discussion. Yeah, absolute honor. Thanks for thanks for having me on, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, brother, you have a good one. Yep, we'll see you next time. So there he goes, Vortex Optics. Ryan Muckenhern, everything you need to know about buying a budget-friendly rifle. Get more, pay less. I like that. Right. Uh, that segment of the show brought to you by Big and J's to die for whitetail attractant. Whitetail season has come and gone, but if you're trying to lure in that big boar or sounder of feral hogs to die for, we'll do a number on them as well. Pigs can't resist it. You can find it at bigandj.com. Man, just looking at the clock, we got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to both of our guests today, Justin Nazaroff of Phoenix Ammunition. Ryan Muckenhern of Vortex Optics. Thanks to you guys and gals for being here, being a part of today's presentation. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying thanks for listening to SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. And y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Smoke.